To all you pseudo spitters, the sound is cool, but the trend I see is the truth is missing. missing. I feel the flow is stupid. You claim that the music's different. different. I guess it's all opinion, depending on who was listening. Yeah. What's the word, y'all? It's KTL underscore podcast hashtag KTL. We are KTL. We are back, and we're in the building for episode fifty-seven of No the Ropes Podcast. Yes, that is right. Hashtag KTL. We are KTL. We are back, and here I am with my brothers, Big Hard and Jabo himself. And how are y'all doing today? Doing terrific, my boy. What about you, Big Hard? Not too shabby today, man. Let's get this going. Let's see. Not too, not too shabby. And let's get it going. Let's get it good. But before we get into this episode, my people, the wrestling community, friends out there listening, supporters of all, I need y'all to do this one simple favor for us, and that is to Follow us on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube. No Rose Podcast, all podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Our Podcast, Poppy, where everything. And don't forget to get your merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash KTR Podcast. Let's get in. Let's go. Yes, we live and direct today for this episode, episode 57. And last episode, episode 56, we we like we're gonna start talking about with AEW. Let's talk about AEW again because at the last episode, we was giving them good some good praise, some good shout-outs, uh, just acknowledging all the things that were going on good with them at first. Mm-hmm. Now look like it's in the little one A real quick. Let's look like some problems going on, you know, behind the scenes in the backstage, in the areas that we can't see, that we don't have eyes back there, but we have ears, and but we have eyes on the air and the rest of the community that we can see what's going on, these dirty sheets, these rumors, but that's all we can use to follow what is going on with this industry. So, my brothers, what is going on with all elite wrestling right now? There, There's a lot, a lot of talk, and we kind of acknowledge one of the awkwardly obvious one when CM Punk made a random comment uh, during a promo over Adam Page. And that alone said, okay, something else going on. Then we hear about uh, uh, Kingston, Eddie Kingston, and he got his drama backstage. And then there's a lack of leadership and then Sammy Guevara and fighting whoever. Like it's, it's a whole lot going on. And from what it seems like, and I kind of already mentioned it, it's just a lack of leadership. Um, AEW's been around for what a couple years now. It, mm-hmm. it it was bound to happen. Okay, there's bound to be issues. Uh, I'm pretty sure WWE when they started becoming a national entertainment organization, they had backstage pains as well. It's just that I don't know if people really expected it since AEW had so much hype for so long, but now they've been around for a minute. They are a functioning regular wrestling organization. And now we're starting to see the fruits of their labor where too many wrestlers have too many says, which is affecting what's going on backstage. And, you know, we we criticized that be for a long time, especially with how Vince and Creative were doing things. But, you know, there was a person, there were people in charge that put their foot down a lot of times. And AEW, they they're going to start needing that or else it's just going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But that's just my initial opinion. What, what about you, Horace? I really don't see it as bad. I mean, I've, I've been saying this too uh, for weeks. I feel like they're AEW. First and foremost, we got to realize is like 
a fusion of a bunch of different indie companies. Not only is it like a fusion of a bunch of different indie companies, they bring in so many ex WWE people who are already over mm-hmm. and championships and going on and excelling. Then you got the mergers that they're doing with other companies where they got to bring in this talent and they got to be exposed to a certain degree. Of course, it's going to cause some sort of friction uh, backstage. I do think that they need some kind of leadership. They need some locker room leadership. They need uh, the actual executives to actually show some some um, some leadership, some balls, get in there and, and actually, you know, these they, they used to be in more of a street fight type feel. Uh, backstage on the indies, we know, is a lot more savage than it is in the WWE locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out for yourself, basically. You got your friends, you got your foes, you got your people you don't really care for. So um, I agree that they need some sort of leadership. But a lot of the things I feel like are being exaggerated because I read that Adam Page and, and CM Punk squashed it. Read that Eddie Kingston squashed his stuff. Um, a lot of it, I feel like it's just being amped up. But I mean, they're going to have problems. They're like four years old, still doing so much new stuff, bringing in so many new people. It's just an adjustment period. And it's going to be a big one. You know, they, they're they in a different place than they were when they first started. Let's just take time. That's real. That's true. You can see right now, it's a lot of egos back there backstage right now on the roster as well, because especially that their roster started getting beefed up during the COVID era when a lot of cuts were happening with a lot of superstars. And we said before in earlier episodes how the roster is getting oversaturated with uh, too much talent. People are getting signed literally back to back to back to back. And, you know, it was good, you know, for that pop when you see that superstar come out like, oh, yeah, then, like, it, it started dying down because, okay, now you got to find TV time for these people. You got to find storylines for these people because right now it's really, really a lot. You see how long that pay-per-view is going for, like, four or five hours, too long. You see how they try to bunch and rush things, like, on these episodes for, like, AW Rampage, everything just goes fast. It goes fast as how fast I do my intro for the show. It, 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 it like it like it's no like break period. Like they announced the match, like do 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 commercial, bam, like it's it just cuts off. You got AW Dark. I for AWR, I, I like the concept because it does give like other independent um wrestlers and local talent like that, you know, notoriety and just a chance to wrestle on that platform. But at the same time, that that's still jumbled up too as well. Like, this got to find another way to, like, move around, slow down on the signs because, right, you're basically bringing a whole bunch of people with egos and these believe, like, I'm this guy, I'm that guy, I'm that person, whatever. Put them all in one conglomerate. Now you got problems, especially with, like, like I said, no leadership back there. And also with that, the people that are probably back there leadership right now are people that were also released too as well. It was like it's based like it was older talent that got released from their industry, and they have some that they feel like they should they have to prove too right now, and that's just causing more problems. You don't have like a standard back there. You don't have a person with longevity in this company because it's brand new to to show them ropes and like what's going on here like how to do this how to move this way it's just basically a whole bunch of egos back there thinking like or saying that i'm this guy i need to be here well shoot a whole nother other people 50 other people think the same thing as well just like you and that that's how problems stir up like that and it's, it's just they just need to find out figure out a happy medium with everything that's going on 
and just nip it in the bud and just go from there. Yeah, okay. they need to pull up. They need to pull them reins in. They they really do. They need to choke up on the reins, and they need people to know their roles. Like every in in different iterations of WWE and and um, other you know territories and and um, independent wrestling companies, even the people who weren't on top. They had roles. They had roles that they were happy in. They had roles they played to perfection until it was their time. I just feel like there's so much because, like you said, they bring in so many new people. It's it's always uncertain who's going to get a push at what time, who's going to get a shot here. Nobody knows what's happening day to day. And I feel like in the long term, that is going to hurt their uh, company then more than it's going to help. Cinco, you, you mentioned a key word. You said ego. And there's going to be a lot of ego in the corporate in the company when three of your uh, executives, your vice presidents, are in main event matches on televised shows every single week. So that's going to add to it. On top of that, you bring in wrestlers to you have surprise appearances. They get big um, uh, adoration. They get big applauses. Like just took over the show, and, and you know now their clips is being shared on Instagram, TikTok. YouTube, whatever, and then they're gone. So now as a wrestler, if I was in their shoes, like, shoot, you saw how I made the people, you know, react. You saw how they jumped up. I need more TV time. But they do that with almost every single signing. So that's just a different level of ego per each wrestler that's going to keep it. There, there needs to be a stop to that somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah they don't find anybody else. Yeah, because there's, 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 literally, there's literally no room on their roster. And it just like, and also, I see how they try to help people like feel even like more important or relevant, and also like like help out their ego. Ego, they have too many titles. Yeah, on that show, yeah. they have F way too many. They have too many titles. I'm like, I'm just seeing belt here, belt there. That they made a trios belt. Yeah, about as necessary as the women's tag titles. I agree. Now, I, I, me personally, I, I like the trios titles, specifically the Jap uh, Japan-based wrestling strong style. I, I like how they utilize the six-man tag team championships. But my problem is that if there's any organization that could actually make the six-man tag titles work, it was either AEW or the original Ring of Honor. And since AEW has the six-man or the three-way best, whatever you want to call them, this is after they've added the Mid-Atlantic. This is after they added the TBS championship. You know, this is after they've already added unnecessary titles. So it, it's it's diluted now because they've already added too many belts. It could have worked, but it's too late. Yeah. Like I said, and also, uh, also today we just saw on Twitter with the interview uh, with Triple H while he was out in, where is it, in Wales for the Clash of Champions right now. He made a mm -hmm. quote saying that all oh, congratulations to um, AEW for being out there at the Bell Mill show on Wednesdays. And Chris Drelko called the, the uh, whole NXT thing trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Well, at least the beef is still on in life. Yep. <laughs> I said, but like I said, we're gonna see what happens with AEW. Like, we're gonna like only time can tell what's gonna happen because some something has to happen. Their roster is deep right now, so somebody has to get cut, somebody's to get released. You have to let people go. You can't hold them for hostage because you don't want them to go back to the WWE product. But like I said, we're gonna see about that and see what happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, but speaking about signing people and cutting people as well, you know, WWE is starting to sign even more people on their roster. Word on the street is Braun Strowman is supposed to be coming back. Word on the street is Bray Wyatt is supposed to be coming back. Another word on the street is Sasha Banks is supposed to be coming back. Another word on the street is Naomi is supposed to be coming back. Another word on the street is Bobby Fish is getting out. No, he's done with his contract. AEW trying to make him come back to WWE as well. I see we got a lot of recent signs with this and also previous signs as well from Triple H's signs with like Hit Row, um, Dakota Kai, Eel Sky, Backstage, Kerry Cross. You say what? Backstage, so he's been bringing back as well. Your, your thing went in out here the last part. Backstage personnel, he has been bringing back as well. Yeah, like I said, everything like everything is going good. The brand, the product, and everything, they're bolstering their roster back up to where it was and where it uh, was back in back in like a couple years ago when everything was going good. Now it could be better with the product because Triple H is the head honcho and everything's been going smooth lately. Yeah, we for the what past month he's been in charge. I, I have no complaints. Um Maybe a little bit with the, the women's tag team champ that threw me off. But hey, it, it's I, I'm not gonna say it. it's something new. We'll <laughs> I'll say that is is new. So we like there's something we need new. We need people to work their way and build new things. It just threw me off. Wasn't like they won, but it's okay. It's all right. But with all these signings and everything good, it comes a time when that honeymoon stage is over. When that mm-hmm. sweet time is over, when the happiness has to go down south to being sad, that's got to happen eventually. You know, everybody been talking about, oh, they're signing this, they're signing that, you know. And like, we we like it, you know, it's good. It's good for the product, it's good for the brand. Like, bringing in people that we miss and that we know is good. But with that, we know it's just a certain amount of people that can hold on that roster, they have a budget. You have the developmental system in NXT you have people you, you want or are competing to bring up to the main roster. So that means when you bring people in, people got to leave. You know, it's like the it's like the NFL draft, the NBA draft. You know, they draft people every year, but somebody on the team is worrying about their spot and being gone the next following year. You're competing for these roster spots. So with that, We know who people that have been signed right now. Who do you think, unfortunately, might get released in the near future? This is an ugly topic. Now I'm thinking about it, saying it out loud, but you no, know, <laughs> it is what it is. Like uh, somebody got to say, somebody got to talk about. So, like, why not us? You know, I apologize in advance. Like, I don't wish or anything like that for somebody lose a job. It, it, it sucks, but that's the kind of industry that this business is. So, with that. Just being honest and real, who do you think might possibly get released or ask for their release in the future? Let's yeah, do it like that. Who might ask for their release or be released in the future? Might ask. Do it matter which company we focused anywhere? And when we're talking about WWE. Okay. Yeah. AEW is different. No, we, we know people trying to dip out from there right now. Mm. I, I don't know. I think right now, and I'm only talking about right now, this could be different in the next three to four months. Uh, but right now, there's so much excitement with the the new order. I don't think anybody is honestly trying to leave. But 
I would say if there does need to be anyone who needs to be released, I would say it's about 90% of the people signed to the NIL program. Um, I think that'll save enough room for uh, a focus on actual NXT developmental talent. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's about it. I don't I don't really see anyone asking for their release at this point. I think there's a whole lot of optimism going on, even with wrestlers who are regularly wrestling and wrestlers who are you know still in catering. So I I, I don't see anyone specifically asking for the release right now. That was a great loop around to answer that question. I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Big hard. Yeah, it makes a good point. Nobody's gonna be asking for it. Who I think might be released i think a lot of the um just really lower card people they they don't they still have a lot of fluff there that they don't need and um they're bringing in a lot of people that need to bolster the roster in the right places so i, I do think they're gonna get rid of a good amount of people i can't really call who though i, I don't know who they're gonna get rid of yeah, like I said, I feel you that now because I like, really now thinking about like really on this WB roster currently right now, I don't see anybody getting released or wanting to get released, especially with um, how the talent is right now on NXT 2.0 with it being real green because I don't see much of anybody getting brought up to the main roster except for probably four to five people at best. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, because right now they they have a, a lot of work to do currently. You know, if I were to bring people up from uh, NXT 2.0, it'll probably be, you know, Carmelo, obviously, for one. Uh, Brian Breaker for two. Um, shoot, Mandy Rose needs to go back up to the main roster. She, I feel like she's done her done diligence by now with everything. She can be back on the main roster with no toxic attraction as the background, too, as well. So you got that and uh, Solo Sokoa, so you can put them with uh, the Bloodline. No, that, that probably makes sense right now. And probably fifth. Um, That's hard. Oh, uh, shoot. I'm trying to think of another woman. I, I can't put my foot on right now. But, like, if, if for a fifth person, you know, just for somebody of a talent with experience and everything, probably Roger Strong, just to be safe. But that, that's, that's just still like a toss up right now too as well. But like I said, I don't see no like I said, I don't see nobody getting this as for at least. But like I, I agree with you the whole nil thing currently right now with just um, I'm I don't know how the whole process is. But like I said, like that in my opinion that that might need to go away eventually or pay off to it. Yeah, pay off. And also with that as well, you know, there was another rumor going on around saying. That one WWE's highest uh, paid NIL uh, athletes, a well-recognized uh, collegiate wrestler, Gable Stevenson, is not doing too well right now. <laughs> and that, that that's a that's a problem too because they, WWE was f- full on board behind this man mm-hmm. with promotion, put him on shows. WrestleMania, have gave him a moment, everything, draft him to Raw, and you hear this news. And like I said, that was that was a problem because like I, I don't know anything, you don't know anything about this man on that kind of background. You know, everybody just can't transcend to 
professional wrestling like that, even though he is damn near or the best wrestler in the world. Well, he has got the gold medal. So he's the best wrestler in the world on the mat. But when it comes to professional ring wrestling, it's a whole different ball game. Mm -hmm. They're always trying to look for the next Kurt Angle and they're not going to find it. Uh, it, it, what what hurts <laughs> not not for me just for uh, data being as a whole is that they they literally shot themselves in the foot like bolstering up Gable Stevenson as much as they did they even made him a part of the draft uh, the most recent one saying he would draft it to Raw like they really just put him up there um, and then you know we were talking about that this morning and how uh, in one of the, the posts that stated that he's not doing too well is that he, they saw his brother, his brother, for those who don't know who his brother is, this Damon Kemp of the Diamond Mine. Uh, his brother is actually doing very well. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of Damon Kemp. I think his in-ring is still still green, which he's still fresh, I understand. But he's still green in the ring, green on the mic. But if his in-ring ability is still better than where Chad, I'm sorry, where Gable Stevenson is, then that that's a big problem. That's a huge problem. Uh, there, there's an expression, you know, got big shoes to fill. He got his own shoes to fill just because of how high they put him up there. And that is very disappointing. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to anything at this point with him. I, I think they just need to quietly let him go and just say, hey, you know, we just, we just lost with this one. Cut them thighs and act like it never happened. I agree. I think I said it uh, when we had the show after the WrestleMania where he was showcased because they decided to let him wrestle collegiately for extra time or some crap like that. And I was like, that's just not smart. Y'all need to be trained and to capitalize on what you've invested. Now, same with you. You know, his brother ain't the best, but he's improving because he's been there practicing that style of wrestling instead of doing more collegiate-based stuff. Uh, you can't improve in something that you're good at unless that's what you're doing so i mean it, it was just a bad idea i don't i don't feel like they did it the right way i'm not a part of the business that deep so i you know, i don't know better than nobody else but in my opinion that was just the nail in the coffin you having that man go wrestle collegiately longer than having him in the ring actually learning the wwe style um but even <laughs> before all this i wasn't too keen on him you know i, I didn't i wasn't impressed i didn't get the the big deal behind him Collegiately, you know, impeccable, greatest wrestler in the world, like Cinco said. But he's 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 not impressive to me. So we, we'll, I mean, we'll see where it goes. I feel like they need to cut ties. But we'll see where it goes. Save them money like any way you can because you need every dollar because some of the dollars got wasted with Vince McMahon's hush money. But that's another story though. But speaking about WWE, there's a lot of stuff been going on. You know, even though they're not in the TV 14 era and they kind of took a step back from they're going to stay PG. But we heard some non-PG content on the show recently. And it caught my attention. I'm like, hold on. I'm laying, I'm laying on the couch and watching Raw and everything. I'm like, hold on. I just hear the B word? <laughs> not heard it again. But And usually when you hear the B word on WWE television, it's usually the women because that's their key punchline to argue with each other, but no, it was the <laughs> man this time. And I was like, hold on. Cause when you call another man a bitch, that's real fine words for real. You know, I'm not gonna speak for you know, the women and females in the ladies region, but when you talk to another male and you call him a bitch, 
<laughs> ain't, ain't no more talking after that. <laughs> and Seth Rollins literally called this man a bitch and said bitch ass, which is wild. And Riddle over here, they blew his words out because he's talking about, I'm going to F you up. Yeah. But that whole promo was crazy. It was a bunch of low blows, some jabs in there. So let's talk about family. Like, oh, wait, you ain't got a family because your wife and kids left you. I'm like, wow, they are getting real personal here. And I like it. This is the entertainment that we want and need. It's not going to go back to how it was in Attuary, but this is good enough. I'll take what I can get at this point because, hey, that, that was good. That was good. It boiled up. It caught people by surprise. And it was executed to the T. How y'all feel about that problem? Because y'all already know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm good. Like, tell me y'all thoughts. It was very um, AEW-esque. You said it's the entertainment that we want. That is the typical AEW promo. They throw the bitches. They throw just recently. They threw the, the fuck out there. Threw an F-bomb on national TV. Everybody had a fit. It's I feel like down. that's fine. Um, my point <laughs> is this is what AEW's promo format has been since the beginning. I feel like that it's recognized that um it's more effective. They're adults. They're not children. Adults curse at each other. Adults say things that are meant to hurt. You know, it's unforgivable. It's supposed to sting you. It's supposed to hurt you. It's amp you up, get you ready for the fight. Um, I just think they recognize the the value in that. I'm not saying that they took it from AEW because WWE's done this in the past, Attitude Era. Um, really big matches. They let people go off the cuff sometimes. I'm just saying that I think that more of this needs to happen. That should be the norm for any promo between two heated rivals. Uh, they they got to stop with the kitty talk. They're not children. We don't need no more suffering succotashes. We don't need no more of the pounding your face in the mush. None of that. Let them talk like like damn adults. You know? I think we read a, a, a report saying that Triple H is going to let them start being more free with the uh, with the promos. So I, I feel like it's, it's a good step in the, in the right direction. I wonder if they talked about it before they did the promo because if I was on there, he just said that like, <laughs> like really <laughs> thank god i am so happy you brought that up because that was my thing with with the promo first off i thought it was great in my opinion i felt the whole seth rollins and riddle thing was starting to get stale you know they they just need to go ahead and have a match but this promo definitely raised it up but as i was watching it and i don't know if anyone else caught this as well uh two things before I say that, I'll start off with this. We all know in data being it they're, they're they're scripted and you know they they need to approve or discuss or whatever beforehand before they get on the mic. Okay, great. But looking at Matt uh, Riddle's response, I don't know. It just felt so passionate, <laughs> like he didn't expect. Seth Rollins to say that and if you look at Seth Rollins as he was saying it he was like yeah you know I, I went ahead and said it. I know we didn't talk about it but yeah I said it yeah I felt yeah I meant it because we knew they had problems in the past so you know Seth Rollins he probably was holding that in despite the storyline despite the rest and despite everything he just wanted to get that one thing off caught rid of off guard I, I think I, I think er that was a real promo <laughs> I do. I really don't think that was as discussed in great detail. I don't think they expected such a great response. They wanted it, but I don't think they expected it to that extent, especially Riddle. So yeah, I'm I, looking for it. 
too used to the to to the um, kayfabe being dead era that we can't really recognize or work like we used to. But that was all scripted, man. That was that was very scripted. It was every reactions, everything. It was it was perfect. It was it was meant to to hit a note and it hit the note. You know, that's the same thing with all the stuff backstage with AEW. Everybody believe everything that they read because we're used to the dirt sheets telling the truth. It's they they have to figure out ways to still make it exciting. I, I just don't I don't feel like it's it's real. None of that none of that's real. Isn't that what you want in wrestling though? Don't you want yeah. to you know you want to be able to question it? Like, wait a minute, like <laughs> yeah. and and I felt that I got apparently, as you hear from what I'm saying, like I felt like I finally got that. And as you mentioned, AEW, they've been doing that pretty much from jump. From WWE, it's different. You don't expect something, especially to that level. So yeah, I, I'm gonna take it as a fan. Like, oh shoot, you know, is you know that I know they've been having issues or whatever. Like, is it this that's what you want in wrestling? And, and they gave that to me, and I'll take it. Come on, Mr. Analyst. <laughs> Come on, I, like I said, I, I wanted that in wrestling, or at least for the WWE. I, I agree I that that is yeah. what you want. You want it to, to be right there on the line where you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're doing that very well. They need to do that with the us. They need to do that with the promos. That's the only yeah. way to keep on their toes in WWE. Yeah. The promo game in WWE has been weak for a long time. You were looking forward to two, three people talking tonight, period. Anybody else talking, you did not care about it. Promos with breaks, so it's it's a huge step up in the promo game. I agree. Now you know I like promos, so like that that I I gave I give that a solid A because I'm like That's great good job. I love <laughs> to entertain, but like I said, we continue to do this, continue to see more executed promos in the future. Not not saying like that because everything don't gotta be that violent that mean but more executed promos just of that nature and speaking of well executed promos there's another brother out there that is producing well not only just on the promos but in real work as well he looks like he was just made for this business and i want to talk about this brother for a quick second i didn't have anything specific to say but I just feel like we just gotta recognize Carmelo Hayes for a second. Just, just, just give him, just give him his own you no know, topic of discussion for for the show. This man was is really and literally made for this business. And think about it with him. In my opinion, it's like it comes off natural because you know you, you have to have a gimmick, you know, in in the game, you no, know, to start off with and just to build off of. And, you know, have people do it. It's not as natural. Some people try to act out of something that they're not or, you know, what they really aren't built to be. But, you know, everything that Melo does and speaks and puts out there for us is genuinely him. And think about he can also transcend his personality to the NXT world. And possibly he will be able to do that with the WWE Universe as well. And just like it just it's just perfect. You know, everything he does, like. Um, he's he's the he's the best you know superstar on the NXT roster. I and now it. he really gets to prove himself. You no, know, not necessarily like on the mic, but in the ring when he goes against your boy Ricochet, and worlds collide on NXT on Sunday. Yeah, be a hell of a match. that's gonna be a hell of a match. I feel like this really is gonna be. I think this is his tryout, right? This testing to see if he's ready for that main card. 
Yeah, this could this could very well be his breakout moment. Putting on a match like this with Ricochet and actually showing off, this could be what catapults him to the next level. It really could be. What you think, J-Bo? Him going uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> What else, Look, look. I'm I'm not going to go uh, uh, go against the the talents and the natural ability of Carmelo Hayes. Uh, if for those of you who follow NXT and when the nights I do actually do cover NXT, um, I give Carmelo Hayes all of the praise that he deserves. You know, uh, you mentioned that he's so natural. He seemed like somebody who, as you see outside of the ring, is the exact same person you see inside the ring um as far as his in-ring ability his his mic skills his promo his all-around ability like he yeah he is the the total package for what you want in a natural wrestler natural in-ring wrestler and as we mentioned his match with my guy ricochet this is honestly probably going to be the only only up until this point match that people are going to remember uh because Ricochet is going to help him get to that next level. So, in other words, you're welcome, Stinko. Very welcome. Yeah, like uh, Carmelo is helped out Ricochet with the promos, getting up to the next level. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Hey, look, he got Mike's hand. He don't know what to do." <laughs> that was funny. He called it out because everybody knows about Ricochet's mic skills. You know, it's <laughs> the same level as wrestling ability, but. <laughs> We, we 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 know what this. Now it's, that it's, was that that's what you call unscripted. That that right there. Yeah, that that, that, that definitely was, was ad lib. That that that, that was, was definitely ad lib. And Trick that Williams with the and Trick Williams with the background said, "Don't hurt yourself, you Who was that that told him to shut the hell up? This was wasn't that Drew, Drew McIntyre? McIntyre? Oh, bro. yeah, he was like <laughs> that man. Uh, microphone. I'm not here to talk. Then shut up. <laughs> Every time he on the mic, that's all I hear. That's the, that's the moment I picture every oh, time. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. that is the funniest shit ever. <laughs> but like I said, like like those moments like that, like like that was just perfectly executed, like I said, because we all know that definitely wasn't script. You can't script up a little quick punchline in like that. That's like all earlier and just off the top of the dome. And like saying, like, I hope. Um, after this, even though it's, it got to be way because you got to take the title off in one way or another, but he got to get pushed to that main roster. It's time now. I feel like yeah, it's time. I, I would definitely put him on the main roster as well, especially when you have somebody like like Triple H involved where he's going to look not just for the entertainment or promo aspect, but he's also going to utilize you on, on the wrestling wrestling scene as well. Carmelo's already proven himself, as you mentioned time and time again, that when it comes to the mic, he's perfectly fine. So that aspect on the main roster, he's good. And now he'll be able to catapult and show his wrestling ability at the same time as he was already doing in NXT. Um, of course, it'll be nice to see him, you know, as as uh, NXT champion, you know, j- just go ahead and let him hit that pinnacle. To me personally, I don't think he needs to. I don't think he yeah. needs title um he he can literally go on to raw smackdown wherever and still be just as successful so yeah he, he he's good yeah we've seen a lot of past nxt champions amount to absolutely nothing on the main roster so it's not necessary i agree yeah like i said he's he's past that point now and also he's basically trying and not trying but actually making that north american title more prominent than the nxt title right now like yeah I said, like <laughs> I not care about anything going on with Brian Breaker. I do agree. 
Yeah, so like <laughs> exactly that's the thing about it. Like you you get more excited just seeing him doing it. Like I'm more excited to see him against Ricochet than Brian Breaker against uh Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, yeah. Tyler Bate, yeah. Bate can go. Bate can he can, him. but like I'm just saying more excited to see. I'm, with, no, I'm, right I'm just saying no, he ain't nothing to sneeze at. He's gonna put on a hell of a match, but I don't care about it as much as I care about the ricochet and um and the brother. <laughs> But, and, but see, that's the difference, though. Ricochet can go in the ring. Carmelo Hayes can go in the ring. They both can. Tyler Bate and, and Braun, Tyler Bate can go in the ring. I, I think overall, Braun can do what he needs to do. But I'm not going to sit. I can't sit here and say that he can go in the ring. He just he just does what he needs to do. In my opinion, if you're going to be the NXT world champion, you need to do more than just what you need to do. You, you, you're going to have to put on those those five star matches. You need to go out and like pretty much make each audience member forget the previous matches because of what you did in the ring. We got that from Joe. We got that from Champa. We got that from Gargano. We got that from Adam Cole. We didn't get that from Karrion Cross, but that's the, the, besides the point. The point is, yes, Braun Breaker, he he has not had a match where I'm like, oh my goodness, that that is NXT World Champion material. Tyler Bates going to carry that match, but that's 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 beside the point. Yeah, Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes going to take it down. I can see what you mean, like when it goes up skill wise, because with uh, Braun Breaker, he really is basically that prototypical WWE star. Cookie exactly, what needs to be done. That's it. Yeah, so like he's basically doing what he he just needs to do to get by, and he and like he he has the presence, you know. And my skills not bad. He, he does what he needs to do on on the mic. Does need to do in the ring, but like I say, it's just it doesn't just it don't move you. Like you know, he he does just get over the hump and just be good enough. If that's the appropriate way to say, it, in my opinion, beautiful. Which. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that is all the time we have for episode 57. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for supporting. We appreciate all the love. We appreciate everything you've done for us in the rest of the community. And just keep on going with us. No, pretty much. I know what I was going to say, but that's where I'm going to go. We just keep going for us. You know, do everything. Support. <laughs> Share, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube. No Rose Podcast, all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Out Podcast, Power on everything. And don't forget to get your merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash KTR Podcast. This is episode 57, KTR Hashtag KTR, Know the Ropes Podcast, and we are out. Hey, Big Hard, um, let them know what you, they should be. You, you, Roman Reigns, uh, two years. Pump those numbers. Wait, you just masturbate your hand? Oh, that, oh, that's what Roman Reigns did. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Sorry. We'll cut that out. <laughs> you said pump that motherfucker. That don't compute in my mind. I must be out of mind. Your black fist high, rally up before we out of time.